all you beautiful people. My name is Amber Enerson, and this is our podcast, You Are the Alchemist. Um, Usually my sister would be here with me today while we're recording this, but she's actually recovering from surgery that she had last week. So this week you guys are going to get a solo episode with me. Um, She should be back the next time we record, hopefully, but send all the good vibes and thoughts and prayers her way while she recovers from this. It's been a very long journey for her to get to this point where hopefully the doctors will have been able to do what's going to help her the most um, heal from her pain and the different things that she's been dealing with over the last couple years. Um, This week, I decided to go over my story a little bit and talk a little bit about limiting beliefs, fears, and doubts, and how we can sort of reframe those so that they don't hinder us from being able to do other things in our lives or do the things that we want to do. Um, so a little bit about my story. Uh, ever since I was little, I have been fascinated by psychology. I started with like the personality quizzes that you would find in like Cosmo magazine and stuff. Um, and over the years, I have taken probably hundreds of thousands of personality tests Just, I always was fascinated with people and understanding why they did the things that they did and what motivated them and kind of led them to be who they are. And I just, I never really thought that it could be a career as I was getting older. I mean, I was thinking about college and career at like 12 years old. So I was pretty much a little adult and I just never saw psychology or didn't really know that psychology was something you could actually go into a career into. So I switched from different interests quite a bit. I wanted to be an archaeologist, and then I wanted to be a forensic scientist, and then I was going to be a legal secretary, and then I was going to, I don't know, just travel the world and be a travel blogger. I had a lot of interests growing up. And finally, when I got to the age where I would be able to go to college, I started getting my bachelor's degree in legal studies. And I took a couple counseling or a couple psychology classes as my electives for legal studies. And I decided that I had no passion whatsoever for law and legal studies and wanting to pursue that route. However, I did love psychology, and I loved the classes that I was taking, and I originally wanted to study psychopathology, which would be like the criminal mind, um, different disorders that people have, how those disorders can manifest in really negative detrimental ways, and then understanding like the criminal mind, I wanted to be a criminal psychologist. But throughout the course of that, I decided that criminal psychology probably wasn't for me, um, that it could be a good fascination, but I didn't think I was going to pursue it. So I was going to get my PsyD and then do mostly research and teaching psychology. And then that also didn't work out. And most of my credits from my bachelor's degree and master's degree wouldn't have carried over into a doctorate's program anyways. So that is when I finally made the switch to counseling, and it was probably one of the best switches that I could have made. Uh, So right now I'm getting my master's degree in clinical mental health counseling, but 
those are just pretty much like my credentials and my educational journey in psychology. My personal journey with psychology has been quite different. Um, a lot of my life was spent on trying to figure out everyone else and trying to determine how everyone else operated so that I could figure out who I needed to be to keep them happy because I didn't want to draw attention to myself. I didn't want to stand out. I didn't want people to bother me or to pick on me or to just, I guess, judge me or criticize me for who I was. So I got very good at reading people, understanding people, and just being whatever they needed me to be or whatever I needed to be so that they would pretty much leave me alone until I could get to a point where I could just be myself when I was an adult. And this started in childhood. You can ask my parents. Um, my mom says all the time that I was very good at showing that I was agreeing her, but she could always see that in my eyes there was, like, this fire behind it of, like, rebellion. Like, I would agree, and I would do what she told me, but she could always see, like, that fire and that rebellious spirit behind my eyes, even though I was doing what I was supposed to do. So this has been ever since I was little. I just tried to figure out whatever I needed to be so that people would leave me alone. And... Of course, after years and years of work on myself, I finally figured out that that is conditioning. Um, it usually is because you don't feel safe being who you are. And I didn't. I did not fit in well with most people. And all I wanted more than anything else was just to fit in and to be accepted and to just do what I needed to do to get through whatever I needed to get through until I could finally make my own choices. Um, and it worked really, really well for me. Uh, I also was had a very difficult time with attachments. Um, when I was younger, my dad was in the military, so he had to leave a couple times while we were younger. I also had to leave my granny, and my life changed quite a bit from, like, babyhood into, like, six or seven. And then even at that point, I just got it into my head that attachments weren't safe. Um, if I could care about everyone else less than they cared about me, then it wouldn't hurt so much when they left or when they had to move or when I wasn't allowed to talk to them anymore or when I couldn't see them anymore. So if I could just care for people less than they cared for me, then I would be okay and I would be fine on my own. And I still am very much in that mindset. I enjoy being alone. I enjoy solitude. I don't feel lonely. Um, but it still is difficult to make attachments because a lot of times I still have it in my head that if I care less than they do, then I'll be okay and I'll make it. And the problem with that is that when you continue to have that mindset, you actually perpetuate those people coming into your life the people that, and sometimes it's out of your control. Sometimes it's you move or they move or, you know, you worked with them and then you don't work with them. It's not always an intentional choice. But a lot of times when you are that person, you tend to find those people as well. And I had a lot of struggles with relationships. I had a lot of struggles with friendships. And I 
I had gotten very good at the out of sight, out of mind kind of philosophy. And I still like I have several good friends now that are very, very understanding and very, very loving. And they get that I may not always be a thousand percent present, but I always love them and I always will be there if they need me. And it just you I got very good at out of sight, out of mind. If I don't see them, if I don't talk to them, then they don't exist. And or like the attachment to them doesn't exist, I guess. Um, and if, if I can maintain that, then it doesn't bother me when people that were in my life are no longer in my life. And I know that is a very, um, cynical way to look at it, I guess. And eventually I did have to shift that. This was just all through my early years before I started this big personal development journey that I've been on. Um, but it just was always how I operated. If you care less, then it's not going to hurt as much when somebody inevitably leaves. And I had a lot of people leave. <laughs> and I had a lot of people that didn't really have a choice. They had to leave because, you know, they they got job offers or, you know, their husband had to move and they moved with him, of course. Or, you know, you can't really control where you get put in some jobs and different things like that. So, but I still have really good friendships with a lot of them. It just was detrimental when it was in the more negative side of attachment where I purposely would numb those feelings or purposely wouldn't create those attachments so that I didn't have to hurt or be in pain or be sad when they left. So that was just one part of my mental journey. Um, I also have been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I also have ADHD and I have just several different things that make it really difficult for me to stay emotionally regulated, for me to stay balanced. I have like fears that if I succeed and if I'm happy, then that's something that can be taken away from me. So a lot of times I will have a lot of difficulty finishing projects because I am just as afraid of failure as I am of success. And a lot of this is just to let you guys know, let the listeners know that everything that we talk about on this podcast, me and my sister both, it's things that we both struggle with. It's things that we both understand. It's not just like clinically based information it's also our everyday struggles and a lot of times I don't talk about my struggles because it is way easier for me to focus on everyone else's because it is really difficult sometimes to sit and look at yourself and look at what you go through and look at the struggles that you have and be able to share those with other people um I'm very good at the self-awareness on my own I just don't really like the vulnerability of sharing them with someone else. And it's very difficult for me to choose to be vulnerable. And it's very difficult for me to allow people to see who I truly am and who I authentically am. And that's also why with this solo episode, I really wanted to go into my story. Um, because I don't have any other choice. I don't have any other any 
everybody else's problems to focus on, just mine. Um, but anyways, a lot of times with the anxiety and being afraid of success and being afraid of failure, you tend to not finish things or you tend to procrastinate or for me, especially right now, I'm in the process of creating a digital course that would take other people through the same exact journey that I've been on over the last two years to get to the point that I'm at now with my mental health and to just show people like, hey, you can control what goes on in your mind. You can control, maybe not to the extent of where you can prevent it, but you can control how you react to it. And whether or not you allow it to run your life or whether you choose to use your brain as the tool that it is and exercise that muscle of, yes, this is how my brain operates, but I'm going to make this other decision and I'm going to choose this other path because the path that my brain takes me on is not the one that serves me. Um, but anyways, I'm in the process of developing this digital course. It's a six month program. It gets really, really in-depth with the subconscious mind, the nervous system, you know, changing your thoughts to change your actions. It gets really in-depth into your identity, your ego, your inner child, a lot of different things. And I am probably about 80% done with it. And that last 20%, it is like an uphill battle to finish because... Once I complete it, it's like, okay, well, what if it fails? And then if it doesn't fail, what if it succeeds? And if it succeeds, am I going to be able to handle that? Am I worthy of that? Am I deserving of the success that it could bring? Is this really going to help other people the way that it has helped me? Is it going to be what other people need? And all of these questions are constantly, constantly going on in my head all the time. So trying to finish the last couple things that I need to do has been an uphill battle because once you finish something, then it's like, okay, now what? Like now the decision, the power, it's no longer in my hands. Once I finish this, I no longer have something to devote my attention to, to devote my time to. And if I don't have that, then what am I going to do next? Because I am a perfectionist. I'm an overachiever. I constantly desire to have something that I'm working towards or desire to have something that I'm achieving. And it's like, okay, well, if this does succeed, then what? Like, what's your next step? What are you going to do after that? If it doesn't succeed, then how is that going to affect you? And these are all struggles that are coming from someone who has done years, years of personal development work that has a vast amount of knowledge in psychology and counseling and the brain and how the brain operates. And it just is, it more goes to show that healing and personal development and your mental health and all of that is a lifelong dedication. And so many of us go into it believing that we're going to heal and we're going to get to this point where everything is great and then we're going to be fine and we're going to be balanced and we're never going to have to struggle with this again. But it's just not true. I have read hundreds of books. I have listened to thousands of hours of podcasts. 
I have gone to therapy. I have done deep dives into my soul, into my subconscious, into my mental health. And for the most part, I keep it balanced. I keep it managed. I can figure out what I need to not allow those things to hold me back. But those things never go away. It's not a destination that we can reach. And so many times we are so hard on ourselves and put the expectation on ourselves that once we get there, then we're not going to ever have to worry about it again. But we do. It's not something that just goes away. It's not something that you won't have to ever struggle with again. It is an everyday struggle for me. Every day I wake up and I have to reset my energy. I have to put myself in the mindset of today I am going to move forward. I'm not going to allow my mental health to bring me down. I'm not going to let my anxiety and my fears and my doubts get the better of me. It is an everyday choice. Just like when you choose to be in a relationship with someone or a marriage with someone, it is an everyday choice to wake up and love that person every single day, no matter what's going on with them or how they're acting. It's a choice. And mental health is also a choice. And when you're healing and working on yourself, it's not to get to a destination. And any time that you are just 1% better than the day before, you are succeeding. And I think too many times we don't hear that enough, especially when you are neurodivergent, especially when you struggle with anxiety and depression and all of these things that seem to be so out of your control and you're doing everything you can to make it better, to not have them, to make them go away, but they don't go away. And it's not because you're failing. It is because that is just the nature of those things. Your fears, your doubts, your limiting beliefs, the things that you struggle with, they are not ever going to go away. And we are so hard on ourselves and expect ourselves to be able to just never have them and never struggle with them. And we get so frustrated with ourselves sometimes because they still are there. They still exist, even though we have done so much work on ourselves. And it feels like sometimes it's just a never-ending cycle. But the beauty of that is that you now have tools. If you have been in the personal development realm, if you have been working on your mental health, if you are seeking the help you need, either through therapy or counseling or medication, Whatever it is that you need, if you are taking those actions, then you are already succeeding. And I think that that's just something that maybe you guys needed to hear because I have to tell myself that quite often. And it's one of those things where it can really affect how we see ourselves if we don't keep that perspective of you are doing what you need to do. You are taking the steps you can take. You are doing the best you can. And this is not something that you ever have to get rid of. It's not something that's ever going to go away. But as long as you choose every day to not let it define you, to not let it make your life choices for you, then you're doing what you can. And 
Um, that's just something that I've been working on this week, this last week and a half. I know we're a little late on the podcast, but it has been a crazy week and a half with the 4th of July. Uh, my birthday is also this week, or it was last week. Um, my sister's surgery. We had some family things that needed to be dealt with. So it's been a really crazy week. And normally I try to get these out Sunday, but I did want to pop on here today and really go over this with you guys because the other part of this is the fears and doubts and limiting beliefs. Um, this last week, I am part of Mindset Mentor University, which is hosted by Rob Dial Jr. And I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he does the Mindset Mentor po podcast. And a lot of what he teaches has really changed my life in significant ways. And I'm part of the Mindset Mentor University, which is like a weekly program that you go through. He does lessons. So do coaching, like live coachings in the group sessions, different things like that. And the last one that was covered was like our fears and our limiting beliefs and our doubts. And one of the things that he said was something along the lines of if we fought half as hard to disprove our limiting beliefs as we do to prove them right, our lives would completely shift. And that was huge for me because I am constantly like, oh, I understand why you're afraid of that. I understand why you have that doubt. It's okay to have that doubt. And then a lot of times we will carry that over into other people who maybe are trying to push us to be better or maybe are trying to push us to improve. And we'll say, well, you have no idea what I'm struggling with. You don't know how difficult it is to have these worries. You don't know how afraid I am of success or whatever. And a lot of times we will sit there and we will defend our limiting beliefs and our fears and our doubts with everything in us, like we are battling to save our doubts and save our fears. But yet we don't ever fight that much for what we desire. Like we don't ever fight that much for the changes we want to see because it's so much easier for us to defend our fears than it is for us to take a leap. And that is honestly conditioned by the mind. And that's how the mind works. The mind works to keep you safe in the areas that you already know. So if you already have a fear of failure, then you will defend that fear of failure if you are not consciously aware of yourself defending that. And I don't know if that makes sense. It's really difficult for me to like explain it. But it's almost like we, we tend to play small. Like we tend to make small goals, which is good. Like those are the things that get us through daily life. But a lot of times we make those small goals because we don't believe that we can reach anything bigger. And when somebody says, well, why don't you make that goal bigger? Like, why don't you push this envelope? Why don't you... So say, for instance, you want to make 100000 a year. And that, to you, is like a huge goal. Because maybe you make 35000 a year. And 100000 a year just sounds crazy and it sounds almost impossible. 
And then somebody comes up and they're like, well, why don't you, why don't you go for 150,000 a year? Like, why don't you go for 200,000 a year? And you're like, are you kidding me? Like, I already have set this goal at 100,000. I don't even know how I'm going to reach that goal. And now you're telling me that I need to make a goal that's even bigger than that because it's going to push me to be better. And then they'll sit and they'll defend that 100K goal, but never stop to think, okay, well, what if I could make 200K? Like, what if 100K is too small of a goal? What if I could easily make 200K? And they don't ever take the time to question those beliefs or their fears. And another thing that I've also been working on quite a bit is I will often think about, well, what if I don't succeed? What if this doesn't do what I want it to do? What if I don't accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish? But I very rarely ever look at the, well, what if you do? What if you do help people change their lives? What if you do help others balance out their mental health and get to a point where they feel more confident in themselves? What if you do manage to run your own business and you do become a successful entrepreneur and you do become successful on your own? Like, what if that happens? So mostly my challenge for you guys this week, if you're listening, is start questioning your doubts. Start questioning your fears. Start questioning you doubting yourself and you not trusting yourself. If something comes up, then look back into your past and think about similar situations where you did do that. Say you really, really wanted this job that you didn't think you were going to get, but you ended up getting it anyways. That would be something that would question your doubts. Like, why do you doubt that you'll be able to do what you want to do when you've already proven you can do what you want to do? And then with fears, like start asking yourself, is this true? Is this true beyond a doubt? Is this written in the laws of the universe that I am incapable of this? And if the answer is no, then stop fearing it so much. Because nothing, nothing is set in stone. Everything is a choice. And yes, you have to first believe it. Then you have to take the actions that will support it. And then you have to understand that even if it doesn't come to me in the way that I think it should, it still may come to me in an even better way. If one exists, then the other also has to exist. If the possibility of failure exists, then the possibility of success also has to exist. That is the law of duality. That's the law of balance. You cannot have darkness without having light. You cannot have pain without having love. You cannot have joy without having sadness. Everything exists in both spectrums. And a lot of times we forget that because we focus so much on the negatives and the things that could go wrong. But we don't realize that if something could go wrong, it also could go right. If I am afraid that something is going to happen, then it is a fact that the opposite could also happen. 
because both possibilities exist. It just depends on which one you choose to believe and which one you choose to allow to run your decisions, which one you choose to allow to define your life. And it takes a lot of work. You know, it's not easy. I am not saying that any of this is easy. I have spent hours and hours in tears, in reflection, in pain. I have felt things that I would never, ever want to feel again because you have to until you feel them, until you acknowledge them, until you face them, you can't move forward from it. So I'm not saying by any means that any of this is easy. But it does start with a choice, and it does start with the little decisions that you can make. Like, instead of being afraid that something's going to fail, then maybe you switch your belief to knowing that it's going to succeed. And maybe you do that in small ways. Maybe you do that in, I want an extra 20 bucks this week, so I'm going to choose not to go get my Dunkin' Donuts coffee because I love Dunkin'. And that's usually what my choice is. It usually comes down to, okay, if you want extra money, then you're going to have to give up something. And that could be a small starting point. And then when you have that extra 20 bucks at the end of the week, you know what? You've succeeded. You had that extra 20 bucks. You wanted that extra 20 bucks and you made it happen. And that's a success. And that, my friends, is what's going to help you reframe your beliefs and fears into knowing that you are capable. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. You just have to choose it and you just have to take the actions that are going to allow you to get there. So I hope this episode helped you guys. Um, I know you got to hear a lot about me. Hopefully my sister will be back so you can get some of that humor. I know I definitely missed her and I'm sure she misses being on here and being able to share and help anyone she can. But We'll send all the good vibes her way and hope that she's with us next time. And if this episode helped you, and if you think that it can help someone else, then please share it. Please rate it, because the only way that this podcast gets shared is through me and my sister sharing it, and then you guys sharing it. And if we can get enough shares and different things like that, then the different companies that we work with to publish the podcast will actually show it to more people. And the more people that it gets shown to, the more people we can reach. And that's really what we are here for. We both have struggled enormously in our lives. And we just want to help other people who also struggle. And to let them know, like, it is possible. It is possible. So if you could share it with somebody else that might help, rate it. Please feel free to send us an email. There are a couple of different things that we're going to cover in the podcast over the next few weeks that we have gotten requests for, um, but I did want to wait for her to be back with us. So this week was just kind of a solo episode, but I do love seeing your guys' responses. I do love seeing your opinions. I do love hearing about how it has helped you, if it's helped you, and what you guys would like more information on because we're here for you. So if you want, send us an email. Um, the email address is phoenixinnerhealing2022 at gmail.com. Or you can rate and review the episode. Whatever it is you guys want to do, send me a DM. I'm on Instagram. Send us a Facebook message. We're both on Facebook. However you guys want to reach out to us, go ahead, because we would love to hear back from you. And I do hope you guys have a wonderful week. Until next time.